Welcome to The Wine Down, an afternoon podcast where two techie blokes sit down over a bowl of wine and chat about what's happening in the world of tech. Enjoy while Scott and Nick open up about their week in technology. Well, ladies and gentlemen, once again, good afternoon. Thank you for joining us. Welcome to The Wine Down. I'm here with... Hello, Scott. How are you? How are you, Nick? I'm very well indeed. I'm very well indeed. Let's start with the normal question. Where are we? What are we drinking? I'm in a lovely suburb in Sydney. Soon to be a different (laughs) suburb, but that's good. Uh, It's all coming together bit by bit. Gee, it takes a while. But um, I've got this um, bottle of Grant Burge actually today. It's uh, Miamba Barossa Shiraz. It's actually a – so they do do a lot of volume wine, which is actually – I I like to think it's improved – over the years, just the, gen- the general quality of, of volume wine. Uh, but um, this is actually uh, a, a smaller range from one of the uh, Barossa vineyards, and they tend to focus on just a set area, and it's actually quite a nice little area to get the uh, get the grapes from. So, uh, yes, nice drop. Excellent. Well, today I'm drinking a Wirra Wirra Church Block. Ah, Church Block, a good old favourite, yes. Good, solid performer. Hard yes. to go wrong. Yes, very nice indeed. So here we are back in the wind down. Thank you, everybody, for watching. I think we have our largest um, live viewership we've ever had today. I'm not going to tell you how many that is, but that's a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a really good thing today. I notice you've so, held up your second-hand account. No, that's... <laughs> so today, and we'll talk about some general news, of course, but Office 365, what's in the box? And everybody knows what's in Office 365. It's Word, Excel, and Outlook, right? Of course. That, you know, what else is there? A bit of cardboard, a <laughs> license certificate. Where you go. It's it's changed a lot. Yes, Microsoft three six five. I should say as well, because it's not just Office three six five, is it? Very true. So That's, so why don't even we? The title change. I think if we if we unpack what's going on in Microsoft three six five, have a conversation about it, and talk about some of the business benefits and some of the things that people don't know are there. Well, that's a great idea. Yeah, certainly. I think I think I've I've made you know loads of things working with customers where they've gone. Oh, I need to solve this business problem, and I've gone. You know, I'll use I'll use Planner or Bookings or To Do or some of the different things in there, and and come up with some really cool solutions. And people have gone, Wow, how much for that software? And we go, oh, It's all included. You're already paying for it, and have been for the last two or three years, and you just haven't actually realised that that it's there. And this is this is the thing: uh, when we actually go and show clients, look, here are all the tools and functions that are available in three six five today. They're going, where did all these come from? Why didn't someone tell me? And you know, it, it's well, it, you, yeah, it, some of it's by stealth, but there, there's some quite good things in there. Yeah, there's also an Office a Microsoft three six five store. So you, like you've got a Windows store or a store on your phone, you can actually enhance Microsoft 365 with third-party add-ons as well, not just the ones that Microsoft provide. But we're not going to touch those today, are we? No. A bit like the, the Mac store or the App store on your phone, but yep. for Windows, yes. Very cool. So let's we're, gonna, we're not going to go into everything in crazy depth, but why don't you start running us through some things, Scott? Let's have a chat about well, it. Let, let, let's take the, the sort of obvious things out of the way. We, we all know about Word and Excel and, say, PowerPoint. Um, yep. They've been around for, for years and years and years. Um, oh, I, I came across a copy of um, Excel 2002 this week. Oh, that's that's very impressive. This is on yeah. that customer where all the old stuff is. It's it's actually yeah. interesting. Uh, although we say you know it's only it's a good old word, good old Excel. 
there's a bunch of features in there that people would be really surprised if i told you um all you have to do with word now is talk to it and it will transcribe everything you're doing mm. or alternatively you could take a recording of the wind down put it into word and it would turn it into a document for you that's that's kind of cool and and it's more accurate than alexa yes, that, yes. that's the bit that i'm I'm still trying to work out how we can just talk into a microphone and have the documents appear such accurately yes, well, you in, have in, in a doc. And then you have an Australian accent, Scott. That'll that, make it that, difficult. That's but right. But luckily, then I, speak a, to, uh, I speak Her Majesty's English, so um, I ah. might stand a better chance. <laughs> well, that's just it. All these wonderful little talk to IoT devices out there that, you know, turn on the lights. Or something else, some random activity happens. They they can be quite good. But anyway, so standard things. Word, Excel, PowerPoint. PowerPoint. Access. Uh, Access is still there behind the scenes if you've got a need for it. Um, You've got Project and Visio, the good old favorites, but they're more add-ons these days. Um, But now you're starting to get into things like SharePoint. Um, We talk a lot about SharePoint, but not many people naturally understand that, hey, it's actually just sitting there in 365 behind the scenes. It's like a portal where you can store all your data and have it represented in a a Teams um, sort of way. I don't want to confuse that too much with Teams, but Teams is actually a SharePoint application. Um, And allows it to a degree, yeah. It's a a very hybrid application. But um, but SharePoint does a vast amount of things, right? It's a database. It's a document storage. It does document management. It's your intranet. It's got just a vast array of features in in SharePoint. We'll have to do a whole session on that, but... Yeah, we very cool to, platform. But uh, that's very useful. Then let's start to get some of the other applications that come in, like uh, Planner, which is interesting. And our Planner's cool. So Planner is like a, um, a way to start structuring projects out or to like just to drop things onto a board that says, hey, here are a bunch of tasks I have to do. Uh, and then to start managing them in a plan, in a visual plan. Uh, and those plans all tie into, they can tie into SharePoint, they can tie into Teams, they can tie into even your to-do list. So to-do is up there, and to-do actually will show you things out of Outlook, out of your Outlook marked items. It'll show you things out of your planner list uh, and other things as well. So so planner really is the electronic replacement for putting lots of sticky notes on a whiteboard with when you're doing things. It's it's kind of structured like that Kanban Mm. type approach. Kanban's like a project management methodology. In fact, if you want a really good read, there is a really good book on Amazon called Adventures of an IT Leader which um, is kind of talking about all of this, but in a kind of fictiony, interesting sort of way. And it's this guy that gets thrust into being the head of IT for a manufacturing company um, and actually starts using project management techniques to dig himself out of the hole he's found himself in. But (laughs) Planner works really well in that kind of modern project management approach rather than a a traditional Gantt chart approach. Yes, and the good thing is these planner, as well as the majority of the other tools, they're available on on a phone. There's phone versions of the app, so you can just be traveling, tap, 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 move some things around, and it's dynamically represented for your whole team. Um, I've seen uh, some of of these tools are perhaps not what you'd call fully functional. They're they're not going to go out and conquer the world by themselves, but for the majority of people, they do just about everything you need. Yeah, and and, um, we're seeing lots of features get added all the time to all of these, so it's you, know, you look at looked at Planner. We started using it probably five years ago, 
and mm. it was very light and it's got richer and richer and richer since then it's very cool now yeah since since the proper integrations with the to do and with the outlook tasks and various things all coming together there's still things to go but you can see where it's all where it's all heading it's um it's very so, good so planners planners certainly somewhere to go right and and have a look mm. if you do anything with projects um planners the thing to to go have a look at right absolutely what else have we got? Uh, oh, we we just spoke about to do the to yep. generalized to do list. That's pretty cool. It's pretty simple, but I mean, how complex do you want a to do list to be, really? I, um, I I'm a big fan of to do because just as you said, and I don't think people realize it. It's not just somewhere where you put in your things to do and they appear. It will pick up if you flag an email in Outlook. It will appear mm. in to do. If you create a task in Outlook, it's now using to do to do that. You can integrate it with your plans to a degree so you can see what's going on with that. And there's a bunch of third party apps now coming out using that as well, which is super cool. Yeah. And we've got things like um, calendar and people showing up there now. Uh, probably less less well used because people would generally use Outlook to do contact management uh, and also for uh, for Outlook calendar scheduling but these um these other tools have got direct access in there and can give you a different viewpoint of that yep um a bit like the, the separate mail app that's available the sort of web-based version of the mail app yeah so there's a uh look uh one note the good old favorite for oh, just taking oh, notes fu it's funny one note i love so one note came out when it was their first kind of tablet app when windows xp or maybe windows 2000 tablet edition was shipped one note appeared like 20 years ago um, and really supported taking notes with a, a, a stylus on a tab, tablet PC. Um, but it's gone from strength to strength, right? It's on every platform. It's free. It's it's everywhere. It's very cool. Mm. Uh, OneNote's quite quite popular. I, I use it a lot for um, just recording general just notes, strangely enough. Um, and, of course, you've got Journal, which is sort of hidden behind the scenes. Journal is, in theory, the OneNote replacement. It's the oh. new sort of modernized version. Because when you look at OneNote, you can see that there's still a little bit of, oh, okay, that hasn't quite been polished up yet. And that doesn't quite match that new sort of way of presenting things. And But then you look at his journal and it's um, it, it's something you can access separately, but it tends to be the modern version of where all that's heading. So the, I the didn't even know that existed. I'm now, I'm now in my store on my Windows device going, where's journal? Where's journal? You can download it for free. Journal, a Microsoft Garage project. Here it is. Ooh. Yes. Yeah. Ooh, it actually works cool. quite well. Ooh. I have Thank a new favourite. For people who think in ink. App for Windows invites people who love to journal to pick up their digital pen, express themselves quickly, and involve their ideas. Hey, this is... Hey, this, you taught me something that I didn't know. There we are. Put, put a dollar on the fridge. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. I'm, I'm excited. So, um, right. And... um. My initial playing around with Journal, um, which has been for a little while now, it's it's very good with the tablets and the pen-based mm. approach, rather than um, OneNote, which will support a pen. Yes, but it's it, you can clearly see the ink part has been an add-on. Uh, but Journal is more written for ink, if that right. makes sense. Yep. Yeah, no, it certainly does. It certainly does. Wow, um, I didn't know about that. Yeah. What about uh, lists? SharePoint lists. Ah, lists. I, I'm a fan of lists. So I use we we use lists extensively, um, mm -hmm. and and lists is effectively it's SharePoint lists, but it's rebranded, rebadged, and turned into an app. Yeah, well, hey, why not? Yeah, but it, it it works really well. It's really it's very good looking. You can make things look really nice. But then what we're doing a lot is we're then reading that data with Power BI. 
Mm. And using it to drive all sorts of things. That's just it. Here are simple ways to access data for people that may not be developers or people who are not really strong on, you know, here's a big chunk of data. What do I do with this? Oh, no, here's some simple versions of it. Easy to use, easy to type. Okay. And so if if, if I was to think about value, right? Yeah. Lists. I don't have to get a developer. I don't have to build a database. I've got this shared data resource I can put somewhere, which is and it's actually pretty efficient. It's um some of these tools I've seen that are sort of uh, you don't need to be a developer. We do it all for you, and then you do some basic things, and you find out you've now just built this mammoth application that takes a minute to load and. Uh, just to do yeah, a simple I've, task. I've, I've, just, I've just actually written a user guide for citizen developers. And when I realized Appendix 1 was a JSON primer, maybe it's not quite ready for citizen developers yet. But hey. But well, it will be. Just make it, you know, citizen developers of 2050 or something. And Yes, absolutely. Um, let's talk about bookings a bit more because I know we kind of okay. skipped over it and didn't talk about it. I love, I know I've seen Calendly has been around for forever yeah. where people can book your time. But bookings is a bit more corporate, right? Uh, bookings is. It ties into your Office 365 calendar. Um, it actually ties into a group uh, for free time as well. Uh, and like we, we use it on our website to book appointments and said, look, hey, if you want to have a chat to us about IT, for example, yeah, look, pick a time. And it's got the available slots, we say. It's got a, a there's a group of people behind that that the, um, the booking could get allocated to. And there's all the amount, the amount of free time that's actually there. Very easy to put on a website. Very easy to um, to publish. And look, it, it's there. And we played with uh, I think Calendly, and there's another one uh, as well. Um, they they did the same thing. And yes. this is just it. We're looking. We're trying to work out how do we get this to interact with this. How do we get this? And then it's well, why aren't we just using bookings? It's already in Office 365. We're already paying for it. We're licensed for it. We should just. Mm-hmm go click click and turn it on uh, we did that and it's it's very good it's not just a, a little thing behind the scenes where they've added a couple of lines of code and say look here it is it's a bit rough and ready but i'm sure you'll work it out no it's a proper fully featured booking system it works really well it's, it's very cool it does does work well there's huge value there right huge yeah. value if you ever if you're a business say an accounting firm or a lawyer and um, somebody wants to book a meeting to see a partner about a complex thing, you can have this sitting on your website and it will automatically integrate it. All you have to do is keep your calendars up to date and it will immediately make that work with none of that ringing around who's free on Friday type stuff. That's right. It saves you all that time right up front. Uh, what else have we got? Um, oh, the, the Power Series. So between oh, Power, Power BI, Platform. Power Apps, Power Automate. Yes, yes, that's quite popular. So tell us about Power BI, Nick. So Power BI is... Um, Excel graphs on steroids. Let's make it that simple. It's it's a bit more than that. So it does. I'll simplify it to two main areas. One area, if you've ever taken data from somewhere somewhere else and you've had to muck with it to get it into the format you want, um, Power App, Power BI does that, but it records what you do. So next time you get that data, you just put it into Power BI and it automatically does that. So that's a really cool feature. The next one is its visualizations. It's got a ton of ways of slicing and dicing and looking at data. It also, unlike Excel, understands what we call relational data. It understands relationships between things. So it can build data like that. You just draw it and link it together and off you go. So it's a, it's a data analytics platform that allows you to look at your data in smart and useful ways. And there's a bunch of third-party add-ons, and you can publish it and share it with your team. It's cool. Hmm, there you go. And that sort of leads into Delve. 
Now, I haven't really done a lot with Delve, I must say. I, I've, I've had a play around in there, and I've, I've seen that it's, it's really a, a tool that you can sort of say, in a team of people, here's who's working on what, and here's a bit of data about them, and you know, here's a bit of calendar info, and all these sorts of things that come together in one place. Um, yeah, so Delve, Delve's, really... more, Delve's, Delve's morphing into Viva, yeah. um, and this mm. is where Microsoft's really trying to apply AI on top of your data. So if you go just to um, your SharePoint root site, you'll be presented with a bunch of documents that it thinks is useful to you. Mm. And to be honest with you, I, I, I think it is. Um, also, if you add Viva to it, it's starting to say, hey, you haven't interacted with Scott for the last couple of weeks. What's going on? Or you've got these customers you used to talk to a lot. And you're not talking to them. Or you're spending all your... It, it's got some really cool features in that it works yeah. out whether you're paying attention in meetings. By when you're in a meeting, are you actually doing other things? It works out how much focus time you've got. Yeah, if you think about it, if, you, if you're an executive, you've got a bunch of time you spend in meetings and a bunch of time you spend doing work. It works out how much time you spend doing work versus doing meetings. It works out how you're collaborating with people. And it works out how much out-of-hours work you're doing and tells you not to. Hmm. It's, it's quite good. There's a lot of things it does. Um, and there'll be more and more as it grows. I, I can see this evolving a bit. I mean, it's this is also linked into what was uh, my analytics, where yep. you started to um, get emails every day. Uh, and the first thing we normally got from a support site was, how do I turn these emails off? Because yep. they, they were sort of just giving you random bits of information. But you could, if you kept watching them over time, it starts to become a bit more structured and a bit more, oh, there's a bit of a theme here. And there's a... Uh, this has all been tied into Viva as well to promote like employee wellness and um, yep. or, or you know, the gen general health and better ways of working, smarter ways of working. Absolutely. I've got to say, we've got a comment in favor of OneNote, and I know it's heavily used in education. Um, my wife's yeah. doing a degree. She saw it. And um, and Chrissy's saying OneNote was great for her discrete mathematics course because you write all of the complex algorithms. OneNote is great for math. Um, it allows you to do complex mathematical objects and if you're rubbish at drawing like i am it's really good at turning your squiggle into a circle or a triangle or a hexagon or something else so one note is really good for that i really agree the other one note killer feature is the ability to print web pages to OneNote or print documents mm. to OneNote. and when you're doing um, research on a bunch of stuff you can print all this stuff into OneNote. it all becomes searchable you can write all over it it's suddenly you're in a really good space mm. that's great there we go. Um, what, what else we had? Uh, Sway. Sway's oh, really I just, cool. Still, I like Sway. I, I like Sway too. Sway's was kind of touted as the replacement for PowerPoint. Mm. Um, but Didn't it's quite a get there really, yet. But... It's a really good way of telling stories. So I mm. use it when I'm trying to explain a complex technology set to a customer. I'll use Sway because it zooms and moves and does all sorts of cool things around describing the data. Yeah, an interactive way of reporting your message, whatever it is. Exactly. Could exactly. Be video could be some graphics, some like cartoon sort of things. Could be some charts yep. and but other things that have got dynamic movement in them. It's 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 very good. It takes a little bit to get your head around about how do I sort of present stuff in there, but once you start doing it, it's really neat. Sorry, um, it's good. Hey, we haven't talked about forms. No, we didn't talk about forms. Guess what forms does? Uh, it allows you to fill out forms. You've pretty much got it. So when you've got the um, forms is a very easy way to put a web page up, collect some data, and then save that data somewhere, probably in SharePoint, for example, later on, or in, in a list, uh, and be able to use that in your applications. 
Yeah, so it's really good at going and doing surveys or grabbing feedback or kicking off a process. Use forms all the time. Love it to bits. Great. Um, I also missed out um, uh, whiteboard. I've used whiteboard every day. Um, I Now we're in the world of not working from the office. Um, whiteboard's really good because I can whiteboard on my machine. And I'm watching almost every day whiteboard gets better. It gets new features and new things you can do. Mm. Um, but I've, yeah. I've also used whiteboard in Mark Zuckerberg's metaverse using my um, Oculus Quest 2 headset. And that's oh. even better. That's very tactile. That's That's really very cool. <laughs> It, it very much does suit the tablet user who just likes to draw, mm. yeah, open, open drawer, stylus, pen. Yep. Um, that's great. Um, what else? Uh, customer voice. Um, I, I haven't actually it used this. this at all. So it's a, um, it actually ties a little bit into Dynamics 365, but it's a, you can actually also do things separately. Uh, it allows you to develop survey templates. Uh, surveys based upon a, a number of predefined templates and then use those templates in your application such as um, you, you've just gone and visited a doctor, for example. Great, here's a survey. How was the experience? You know, did we meet expectations? Did we address all your, I don't, whatever the questions are going to be? But that's the whole thing. Whereas um, previously you'd be going and getting third-party tools to develop survey responses, or maybe it was going to be SurveyMonkey or something or whatever you're doing, but then you've got to tie it all back and then you're managing two sets of tools and this is all built in. It's actually not bad. So it's part of Dynamics 365, isn't it? It's technically yes, although um, it seems to be it available to, to the data. Yeah, it, it's like it's generally available outside of that. I, I, I got to admit, I don't understand the licensing reality of that, uh, but I know it shows up and it works. So well, I'm gonna have a, I'm gonna have a play with that because I think that'd um, be cool. Because when you're writing software, it's nice to get an understanding of what your customers want. Oh, another glass yeah. of wine. Yes, there you go. That's what our customers want. Is that what it is? Ah, well, another so glass what else of wine, probably. Um, yes. Uh, stream. Yammer. Oh, oh, let's do, uh, before we do Yammer, okay. let's stream. do Stream. Stream for streaming video. You use this a lot. I do. I do. So I, I record a lot of um, videos, little explainer videos about complex things I'm thinking about or complex topics I want people to understand. Stream's great because not only will it do that, but it will record your Teams calls, although they're not going to OneDrive, but it'll actually add the um, transcription around it. Mm. So you get the narration around it. You can stream it down to your device. I like Stream. Hmm. And if you think about, hey, we've just done a video, how do we go and put the transcription in there? Someone listens to it, someone has to type it. No, it's all automated now. Go for it. Oh. Yeah, that's no, really good. Um, and we talked about Yammer. Um, and Talk Yammer's... to me about Yammer. What are your thoughts on oh. Yammer? And it, I know it's used in some enterprises, but... Yeah, I, I, I think it was, it was... Look, you can't get everything right the first go. That's probably the best way of explaining Yammer. Um, it, it's another chat tool, messaging tool. It's a think of it, it like used to um, be, and if you think of the early days of Twitter, Twitter and Yammer were competitors, yes. and Microsoft bought Yammer. Yes, and then their development cadence slowed down a tad. Well, At least externally, the, except for the couple of happy people that sold Yammer. But um, yeah, the yes. the functionality is actually the concept there for the functionality is good. But I actually think that the majority of what is Yammer. Uh, the concept has ended up in something else we've actually not got on their list, which is Teams. Yes. You didn't mention Teams. I didn't mention I'm Teams. I'm looking at the list. I'm going, you talked to me about the list on Teams and you forgot to mention Teams. That's, that's exactly. crazy, Scott. Exactly. So, but this is the whole thing. You look at Yammer used to be this little messaging tool to go in between individual people. Well, that, that functionality is really in Teams in the chat groups, uh, even in Windows 11 in the chat app, if you sort of want to yeah. think about it that way. Uh, Microsoft did recently buy, um, is it Kazala? 
I haven't really used this, I must say, but it's more secure mobile chat. Yep. Yeah, I haven't played with Kazala at all. Um, I don't. It's been around for a while, but. Yeah, my my feeling is that's going to end up in something. Yeah. I don't think that was built just to maintain this nice little secure chat app. I I think that's actually going to be be rolled into something as a more secure function. Certainly. uh, Which we'll see. Um, And look, in separate to that, don't, these are all applications and little functions we've spoken about. And look, these are all included in a standard, you know, Office 365, Microsoft 365 license. Uh, but separate to that, don't forget the management portals. You've got compliance portals. You've got security portals that actually go and show the state of where you are across your organization. There's a lot of things you can do in those reports you can get out of them. That's very deep, very um, detailed. i tell you what, there's, if you think back to the days where, yeah, you know, small business server was what small businesses were running to run their IT. There's no way you could get this level of functionality out of out of, out of that. It just wasn't it wasn't possible. So the amount of things they're bolting on now, um, without impacting performance or availability or security or all sorts of things, I think is so exciting. Yeah, and look, you can sort of see. Well, yeah, some of these are going to go places; others may not. And but the ones that don't, that sort of functionality gets pulled into other products and offerings, and it all gets blended together. And um, I think the thing is, this is just a lot more than Word, Excel, and PowerPoint now. Yep. Yeah, I, I agree. I know it's just, it's a it's a huge platform <laughs> with a bunch of opportunity and value. Um, for, for anybody sitting in business. And even if you're you're not running a business and you don't own it and you're just sitting there, Power Automate helps you automate your job. Power BI streamlines your reporting. You know, it's all of these things really improve your life. Hmm. Um, what else? I'm just thinking even as of yesterday, in fact, uh, Windows Defender for Endpoint is now rolled into Microsoft Business Premium. Which is an enterprise-grade antivirus product probably the best rated i think at the moment enterprise grade antivirus it it is it's very strong uh it's uh historically it's been a focus more in the enterprise just enterprise being sort of like 300 seats and above in microsoft sort of view of the world um as the um uh, the business products go up to about 300 seats but um yeah it's it's been up there with uh, generally with people who've got security teams and it roll it does a lot of things uh and um, they've just uh, made the announcement that the, um, the the plan one version of this, more or less, uh, is being rolled into business premium for no extra charge now, mainly to improve security in the small to medium business size space. Such a good idea. Uh, it's, it's, it's obviously commercially the best thing for them to do. Um, it's actually a very good tool, and it's lightweight. And the, the funny thing is, you actually already have it. It comes with every copy of Windows. It does. So if you're sitting there, if you're, if you're sitting there with McAfee or Norton on your Windows box, you probably don't need it. Now, just to be clear, this is not Defender that you sort of see by default in Windows. This is actually the um, Defender for Endpoint. It's a more advanced version of that. It enables a lot more features. Still centralized cool. management and everything like that, but um, yeah. Excellent. Well, I've got I've got journal open now, so I'll I'll be yeah. able to scribble notes on what we. This is very yeah, nice. There you go. Yes. I love the garage projects. Very cool. Oh, look, I'm, I'm having fun now. I'm going to have all sorts of mucking around. I'm going to stop that now. Um, <laughs> but that's awesome. Thank you, Scott. <laughs> that's all right. Thank you, Nick. And that was cool. I think we're kind of we're kind of at our point where we've done most of today. We're up to twenty eight minutes. So um, 
Um, thank you, Scott. That was that was fascinating. Actually, learned something yeah. today. So that's thank cool. you, Nick. I, I will say though, we're we're at twenty eight minutes. If it's taken that long to describe everything that's in the box, clearly there's a fair bit in the box. It's a big box. It's absolutely. Yeah. A big, it doesn't come in a box, but yes, box. absolutely, <laughs> it is. Cool, excellent. Well, everybody, thank you for joining us on the um, uh, the, the wind down. Um, it's, it's lovely to catch up with you. Um, look, if you are watching this live, please leave us a like. We really appreciate it. Leave us a comment if there's something you want us to discuss. Make sure you subscribe and please hit the bell. It helps the algorithms and it's absolutely super. You can catch us on YouTube, LinkedIn or Facebook Live, but you can also listen to us on CastBox, Audible.com, Amazon or wherever you get your favourite podcast. So do subscribe, have a listen and do tell your friends friends it just helps uh, remember we give this stuff away for free we're not selling anything it's all about education and learning so scott thank you so much yes, jerome thanks for coming no worries and have a good day everyone take care right. see you later